Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I received this email that really just struck me. Um, it's from a listener. It's from Jason, who's a dad. He's with us on the line today. Jason, will you just explain why you got in contact with the show? Um, thanks, Andrea, for having me on. Um, what happened once was this is my child's first year off first year. And um, he, he's been diagnosed with dyspraxia. He has autism, so we were a little bit weary about putting him there. We'd done our research. We chose a school. We sent him there. Um, from straight away, the bullying had started. You know, kids were hitting him, kicking him, shoving him, punching him. During PE, they were spraying him with deodorant. They were taking his clothes. They were putting them in bins. They were hiding his shoes. They broke his phone. They broke his lunchbox. They've thrown his books in puddles. And the worst one was, was a video went around their school on a Snapchat group of them lying on the ground, um, being kicked, punched, you know, and just them lying there in pain and the children walking away bragging about how they hurt them. Um, so I contacted the school and I feel really let down by it, to be honest. Um we went in first. It started with two children. Then it went to four children. And then it went to seven children out of 24. Um, seven out of 24 children, Jason. Seven out of 24. And oh, and the way I, I spoke to the principal was, I said it's now become socially acceptable to do this to my son. Just um, just go, just sorry, Jason, to cut across you for a moment. Just go back there a few a, a few steps. So... When your son started secondary school, how how soon after he started did this? Did the this first happen? week. The first the week. The first week. And when did you become aware of it? We came aware of it. We actually didn't. Our son wasn't actually telling us. We were hearing it from other children's parents. That how were did you react, my wife. Jason, when you heard this? When your wife heard it? Heartbreaking. It, it was actually a member of the school board that showed us the video of him lying on the ground um, in bits. And to have him come at home, well, he'd come home and you'd ask him, are you okay? Are you okay? And he'd be all like, yeah, everything was fine. And when you start asking him other questions, he'd let something out and you'd have to try get it out of him, force it out of him. And then, like, it started from trying to force it out of him to just coming through the door and crying. And it telling us about the day. So as bad as all that was, the worst was the school. Um, we went in and we spoke with the principal. We went in on the, this was my second time into them. We went in on the Wednesday morning before the midterm break. And I asked, could I speak with the parents? I never asked for anything, any punishment for the boys. I never asked for anything except for a meeting with the parents and for it to stop. And my son came home that evening and said that um, there was four uh, children suspended. So the school contacted us the following day and they asked us to come in. And we went in after school, went in half four, and they, t- they confirmed that they separated the boys they got, they got them to write out what they did to him 
and they decided that the appropriate punishment was to suspend them. Mm. Now, one of these boys, we didn't actually know was doing anything. Um, but they, the principal said, yes, he was. He's admitted to it. So um, this is four of the seven people? Yeah. So, but then they set us down and they said, listen, we want this to stop. And this is how we think going forward. And I'm sorry, I forgot to say the suspension was to start after midterm. So this was the Wednesday before um, midterm and the suspensions were to start the Monday after midterm. So they brought us in on the Thursday evening and they put four things in place to stop the bullying. Okay. And looking back, they're absolutely disgraceful. And what were the four things, Jason? So this was the plan to... This was the plan. So the first thing they did was they asked my son uh, in between classes, wait until everybody else leaves. You're to you're to wait till last. Um, so when sorry, everybody do, do you mean, else, sorry, Jason. Do, so when the bell goes, your son is to remain on in the class of the class that he's just sat through. Yeah, and he's to let everyone else in the class leave. So part of the bullying was he was pushed down the stairs twice, oh, and the school have said that. Um, other kids were saying that someone was bumping into someone was bumping into someone was bumping into someone and then knocked my son and my son strongly said no they were hitting me with coats right before this happened no Um, but so they said "Um, you have to wait until the end and um, I don't understand why and even on the Friday morning um, he didn't. He said the kids that were picking on him had left. There was a couple still packing up and he was worried about being late for his next class. So he left and the vice principal took him out of the next class and corrected him for leaving the class before everyone else had left. And um, I don't get why, like they victimised him for being bullied. They also asked him not to go to his locker until everyone else is done. Um, on the school bus, he was not allowed within a certain amount of rows of these kids or to see them. They told him. So even though I'm not totally against him, this, he, they put a set seat on the, at the front of the bus for him. But why should his freedom be taken? If every other child has the right to choose their own seat, why not him? Why is the restriction on him? But the worst one was the lunch break, was he's not allowed outside on his lunch break. They told him, on your lunch, go into the resource room and read a book. Go to a chess group. You know, if you need ear, go out and sit on a bench. He's not not allowed to go outside on his lunch to play with the other kids. So the way, Jason, to deal with the absolutely horrendous physical and emotional bullying that your son has gone through in his uh, in his time in, in, in school since he started, since the very first week since he started first year in secondary school, the school's approach to dealing with this was to actually segregate your child yeah. and tell him, you're not allowed to mix with anybody during the lunch break. You have to sit in your own. You have to go to yeah. a resource class. You're Absolutely. not allowed to leave the classroom and walk out with every other child. You have to wait till they go. You can't go near your locker when there's anyone else there. Yeah. Part of his condition, dyspraxia, is spatial awareness. So they said he was taking up a little bit more room um, than what he should and he might have been taking up um, uh, a little bit longer than others at it. 
But I tried to explain to the school that in life you're going to meet a lot of different people and you have to learn to adapt. Um, like, So they just asked me to send them back to class and I said, I can't do that. I can't send them back under these conditions that on the Friday it came back that they lifted the suspension on the four boys and I couldn't figure out why. I never Sorry, what do you mean that they lifted the suspension? So they were no longer suspended. My son came home on Friday and said the the boys were ter- were called out of class during the first class and told that they were no longer suspended. And then after that, they corrected him for um, leaving class before everyone else. So I went in on the Friday, but they had gone. So I was there for the first Thing Monday morning when they were returning after midterm and the principal wouldn't see me. She asked me to come back at half three. So I decided to keep them out of school. And I went in. She asked me to bring them along and I refused. So because I, I didn't think him being there was good for him. And we, we went back and forth for about 45 minutes. And the first thing they said to me was new things have come to light. And I asked what, and this is when they said, other kids said uh, he was taking a bit longer. And I said, well, you knew that already. You put a, you put a restriction on my child for that. So that's nothing new. Then the second thing was the vice principal said is we didn't want to end the first semester with four first years suspended. And I was like, what? How can you? So you're downgrading a punishment that I never asked for. Because he don't want to finish the school with four first years sure, why would suspended. That I said, "What kind of message is that sending to the group? What you're doing is you're telling 24 kids that it's okay to hit and kick and punch my son. That there's no punishment. That they have nothing to do. And then the last thing they said was that they didn't follow protocol. And because they didn't follow protocol, they can't suspend them." Who didn't and follow protocol? That the, the school admitted that they didn't follow protocol? Yeah, they said what they did was they told the children first without the parents. And that's why that they can't be done. And I simply asked them. I left there angry enough Monday. I wasn't rude in any way. But I sent them an email on Tuesday and I asked them, how do I get my son back to school? I said, how, how can he... Um, what assurances can you give me that these 24 kids understand that this isn't acceptable? Because by sending them back, uh, uh, he no longer has the faith to go to you to tell you because he haven't done anything. And the day that they were unsuspended, they came and they threatened him. They told him his life was going to be miserable. Um, this is and the day they were suspended, one of them actually punched him. And he went to the principal and the principal got them both together. And because they both had different stories, she just sent them on the way. And I'm like, so he came to you, he told you what happened, and you just sent them both off. I said, how can he possibly feel safe? And she said he didn't communicate it in um, the correct way. So I stood up and I said, listen, I knew you be the other boy. And it was clear as day what, what happened. And she goes, well... This isn't what he said to me yesterday. And I tried to explain to her, just because you didn't understand what he said doesn't mean that he didn't tell you. You just had to ask him in a different way. Jason, um, how, how is he now? 
How is uh, he back at school? No, he's, he's uh, off we today, decided to change schools. Okay. Uh, we actually met, he had one other friend in school. Uh, we actually met with uh, the child's mother yesterday. And they said to us that they're taking their child out because within the two weeks that he's been out, the bullying on his friend has seriously increased. And they're basically doing to this child what they did to my child. So within that school, two out of 24 kids are leaving school because of bullying and because there is no protocols. There's no... They, they don't know what to do. Their, their, their thing is, is to isolate the victim rather than dealing with the Segregate, problem. Segregate the victim. Um, it, it just, uh, Jason, my heart breaks for you listening to you today. It's just absolutely incredible to listen to your story and and your, like, you know, your poor son, like, God love him. Like. It, it's something like, uh, and I can't let it lie at this, Andrea, I'm being honest, I can't, even though we're moving him to school, I really feel like not only in the interest of my child, but in the interest of all the other kids there, that something has to be done. So I'm planning on blocking the school next Monday. I'm coming with my family. I'm coming with cars. I'm blocking all entrances. I'm going to stop. I would have done it this week, but there's exams on. And I don't want to make it worse than any other children there that are worried about their exams. And that's the only reason it's not been done this week. Um, but whether it's right or wrong, I really feel like it has to be highlighted. The community has to know and the school has to realise that they have to deal with these issues. So because of the, 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 the as you say, the, the inaction by the school to deal with this, you're going to actually go down next week with cars, with the family, and you're going to bl- basically you know, block entrances. Block it. Blockade entrances into the school, so that the entire school um, community, that the parents of every other child in every other class, is aware of what's going on. And is the principal the, aware that you're going to do this? I've sent her an email. And I've so sent she know, the counselor an email. The counselor we're dealing with is also a member of the school board, and um, she, the principal, wouldn't reply to me, and he got her to reply. And the reply she gave me, it was like she was replying to a completely other conversation. Um, um, so I sent them an email saying, "This is what I'm going to do," and I've gotten no reply back. They've just basically ignored me. And it's not like I've been onto them. I spoke with them. I've met them four times in the last three weeks. So it's not like I'm in there two, three, four, five times a day. I'm not taking up all their times. Uh, uh, so they've just, they just open. Like the principal suggests, or the vice principal suggests that I move my son. Like, have you contacted the Department of Education? I have. I've sent have them you? an email. And what did they say back to you? They haven't replied. I've been on no to reply. Tusla, who, who passed me to educate me, that passed me to Ombudsman for Kids. And no one's, no one's taken responsibility, basically. Until no he's out of school 20 days, they really can't do anything. Jason, how, how are you doing and your wife? Uh, heartbroken. Of course, sure. Uh, I came home and uh, I don't cry. I, I sat outside my house crying. And my wife came out and she joined me. And to have to go in and tell your child, yeah, you can't go back to that school, I felt like I failed them. 
Like, I'm meant to be able to go in there and speak with them and to sort this. We're adults. It's a conversation. And to actually come and for them to suggest, like, you have to do this because you're a little different or because you're moving a bit slower or you're taking a little bit longer at the locker. And we're not even sure if it's true. You know, this is only what other people have said. But that's even if it is, it you can't be. There's no right for other people to hit you and kick you. And oh, Jason, stage, it's absolutely. I'm more annoyed with the school than the children because I don't think the children know any better. And unless they're educated, it's not going to improve. When are you doing the blockade? Have you a date decided? Monday morning. Monday morning. So we're myself, my family, my friends, a couple of my work colleagues, we're all going and um, we're going blocking it. And I'm not really sure. The card station is literally a minute's drive away. Um, I don't plan on moving. I'm willing to go to jail for it. I am. I, I really am. I'll make sure I'm at the front. I'll make sure that everyone else all my friends and family will say, well, I'll move if he moves, but I won't move. I'll go to jail. Uh, I'm prepared to do that because um, I think it's just so wrong. Jason, I think we'll um, we'll, do, we'll keep in touch with you over the coming days and, and into next week as well. Um, I know obviously there'll be a lot more attention, you know, on on, on the, the situation, um, particularly when, when a blockade happens as well. Yeah. at the school but look we'll, we'll keep in touch um, we'll check in with you and, and your wife and, and your son in the coming days to, to see if if anything changes or you know if, if this blockade doesn't go ahead but look I really appreciate your time Jason and, and I appreciate your email um, you know when you're taking the time to, to send the, the email into us as well because I'm, I know it's extremely difficult for you to chat about this today so I do do really appreciate your time on the programme Thanks very much Mind yourself Jason yeah, sure. Mind yourself and, and, and take care of your son Thank you Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We were talking to one listener, a dad, who got in touch with us here in the programme um, just before the break there. And he was talking, he shared his story. I mean, it was absolutely, I have to say, like it was heartbreaking talking to uh, Jason there on the show um, about his son's experience of being bullied in... Um, just dealing with bullying in school. And I mean, the, the reaction to this has been incredible here today on the text line. I mean, this listener here again, I just have to say I'm absolutely so upset listening to J- Jason's story. I mean, it's, it's just totally incredible. Another listener has suggested perhaps getting copies of the bullying policy um, that exists in numerous schools. Although I think you've, you'll find they're totally inadequate says Kevin. Keep your, your views coming into us. You can email us either as always lunchtimelive at newstalk.com John is with us on the line. John, you were listening to the conversation that we had there. Um, why did you get in touch? Hi, how are you? Good. Yeah, I just decided to text in because I could definitely relate with that story um, just from my own personal experience. Just one one thing that kind of definitely um, would have struck a guard was just the kind of attitude of teachers and principals in general in, in the school where, where I was when it when it would happen to me. But um just just in terms of like the impact it has on somebody's confidence and self esteem, 
is obviously huge. But apart from that, the actual impact it has on somebody's academic performance at school is actually huge as well, which is another side of it. John, tell us what happened to you. So it would have been kind of similar, kind of early years in secondary school. Um, similar, similar kind of incidents to what Jason would have described as well. But, um, you know, kind of joined up bullying between a group of uh, other classmates. But, um, you know, would have gone on for a couple of years. But even initially when I might have uh, talked to teachers about it and, you know, nothing would have been done. It was, you know, they would have turned a blind eye, seemed to really ignore it as in it was just a seemed to be a problem for them that they didn't want to deal with. Um, so after initially bringing it up, I never, I never did anything about it afterwards. But uh, and how long? How long did it did it go on for, John? It probably would have been from uh, starting secondary school up to probably third year. But uh, yeah, it I probably would wouldn't have been as bad after that. Was it was it persistent? Oh yeah, it would have been every day, and that's just as I mentioned about academic performance. Your mind is just, uh, you know, filled with kind of fear, literally, about going into school. I suppose so. You're not you're not thinking about what uh, kind of goals you might have in terms of achieving certain grades and certain subjects. You're only thinking about getting through the day. Um, was physical, physical and emotional, John, or what? What? Oh uh, yeah, it would have been. It would have been both. So, you know, just kind of general name calling, and kind of would have been persistent all the time. And then, you know, where there would have been kind of incidents or actual like physical assaults, I suppose, like generally enough, kind of on a weekly basis as well whether it would have been on school breaks or, or after school, you know, or sometimes even in actually in the corridors in the school between classes. You know, obviously when even sometimes there were some of these incidents were witnessed by teachers and it was, you know, not taken seriously whatsoever. So the school was aware? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose the, the way I kind of would have thought about it where it, it seemed like it was a, a difficult problem for them to deal with, so they decided to ignore rather than rather than actually do something about it. How does that? Um, how did that? You know, you, you talked about I suppose your academic performance and God, just listening to you, John. Like you know, the, the focus in your early years in school was about getting through the day rather than you know, like whatever yeah, junior cert or exams and like. D- does that stay with you? Oh yeah, definitely. As uh, maybe up to a certain point, maybe as not much now when I'm a bit more mature, obviously. But even in my later teenage years or early twenties, it would have had a serious impact on my just confidence in general, like or self-esteem about myself. Um. So yeah, it definitely would have some underlying effects as well. Yeah, it's very hard. It's very very hard that John because like it's. It's constantly, constantly with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
obviously it would have been more prevalent like around the time when it was happening or maybe even just a few years afterwards mm. but but um, it definitely stays with you in some way or other. What about your, your family at the time, John? Um, as in, would they have known about it? Yeah, like how, I mean, that was one of the things that struck me really, you know, in in, in chatting to Jason there earlier here in the programme, like the, the impact that this is having on, on him too, you know, and his wife and, yeah. and family. Um, well, I suppose at the start really well, the first year, year and a half maybe of it, no, I would have kept it to myself. Um, even though they probably would have known something was wrong with the way I might have been sometimes, but I wouldn't have until um, I couldn't uh, probably deal with myself anymore and I, I kind of did end up telling my parents about it. But, but uh, yeah, it would have gone on for a long time before I would have ever... Uh, made an issue out of it. Yeah. You were listening to the the chat we were having about this earlier, and you know it's it's one of the points that I think a lot of people have made actually on the texts that are coming in is people who've experienced um, being bullied in school and, and, and parents being involved and in going to the, the the school and the school principals and you know management and, and all of that. What a lot of people just I think a little bit astonished that maybe the attitude hasn't changed. Yeah, that's many cases. That's definitely one thing that I was kind of shocked about when when uh, Jason was telling the story. I would have just presumed that things would have gotten better with you know schools having bullying policies and that sort of thing. But I, obviously, like maybe well, maybe it's obviously not every school. No, but, no. But um, if just some teachers or principals have that kind of attitude of. It's uh, it's just a headache for them or another problem to deal with rather than looking at the actual impact that it's having on on the student that's being bullied. Uh, because it is it is definitely um, uh, like a, has a long term impact on on the person. Mm. Um, you talked about the confidence, you know, and just your your, your own kind of self esteem and self confidence um throughout your twenties and in, in the latter part of school, like do you feel I suppose, John, that you've kind of um that has increased or that has changed or you've you've uh, you've a better hold on that yourself? Um yeah, well I suppose it's taken probably a long time, but um yeah, I, I, I would in general, but maybe that's just down to the kind of career I'm in now or but um maybe if things were different uh, that I that I that I could still have uh, have those kind of um, you know feelings of not having confidence or having low self esteem, but you know for definitely for for people maybe who who would have like underlying disabilities maybe where it could be a lot more of a longer term impact. Oh, it's it's just so so hard to 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 deal with and actually we we all you know I suppose have some element or maybe experience of it from school but just even listening to your story today today as well John like it's just it's absolutely incredible the the form it can take and the impact that it has on people you know even even into later life as well um, Kieran is with us too John on the program Kieran thank you for for getting in touch you're listening to to John there and John's story um, what happened to you Hi how are you um, Good. Um, I just uh, 
can relate to the John's program. The John's um, school stint there as well. Uh, when I was in secondary school, I only got as far as third year due to school bullying. Um, and it was took a lot out of me that I couldn't concentrate on what I was supposed to be doing with schoolwork and getting my education and all that. That when I was going into school, I just always feel going in in the morning and facing these so-called pupils, friends that um, that were always picking on me and things like that. And uh, I just found it very hard, and I did report it. And when I reported it, then like like the other stories, they just fell on deaf ears. Felt I was going nowhere. And then being a teenager at the time as well, found it hard to talk to my parents and to, you know, bring it up because I felt scared and all that. And um, just found it hard to even approach mm-hmm. teachers. Um, but then there was one incident then in school where it just got out of control and unfortunately it took a lot out of me. I was kicked uh, on a lot on one particular day and... Um, Partially, they went a bit overboard, and I won't go into details, but okay. a lot happened. And the next thing, uh, the teachers kind of did get involved, and my parents were called down, and we had a chat about it. And some of them got a couple of days suspension, and maybe a couple of weeks after top of my head, I can't remember, but unfortunately, they didn't get the full um, punishment that I felt that they required. And after that, I just finished out the third year, did my junior cert. And the option I was given was to go back to school there or move to a different school. But I lost all um, interest in school and all, you know, I didn't want to do that anymore. So I actually just went off working for my parents because they had a business. And it's something deep down I regret that I didn't finish out my leaving cert, things like that. But I am in a good job today and things. But that's over 30 years ago. And the sad thing about all this is even up to this year, I'm in and out of hospital with this situation. I have to go for mental health treatment and it all narrows down to this. Um, trying to sort myself out, trying to get my life started. Um, sometimes I face these so-called pupils, that classmates that I had um, now and again face to face. And to even look at them, it just boils my blood and I just yeah. think to myself, how can they get away with it? You know? Um it's just not right. Like uh, I could totally relate to all the stories there. Yeah. Something needs to be done. I have spoken to solicitors. I have spoken to the Department of Agriculture and everything. I even went down to the school itself and I've approached the school looking for answers. And up to this, this very day, they're still denying that it happened. And the other thing about it as well is I'm not trying to pick on something here now, but when it happened to me, I had a, a priest as a principal and I often wonder back, was it just the thought at the, 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 the time a priest being a principal? Was it just brushing underneath the carpet of that? That's why I don't have any faith. I don't believe in priests. I don't, you know, I wouldn't okay. even talk to a priest over that. You know, it just felt so, so, so left out, so angry. And I have two young kids at the moment, and I'm fearful going forward that it's going to happen to them. I might have to send them down to that school, but technically I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I have a choice. But all your friends are going down there and it's hard to break up your friendship, especially when they're in national school all these years. Um, I just don't know, you know, but it just feels let down by the government, feels let down by the patriarchal culture. I rang to us, I rang, I've done all the calls that possibly done. This has come up in mental health in, in Dublin and St. Pat's when I've been in and out and just can't get answers. Just can't get what 
what should be done. School bullying should not be allowed. Full stop. But it's it's in it's it, it the it's the I suppose the the impact of this, Kieran, and yeah. that's something that you know John mentioned as well. Like it's the the impact that this has very evidently had on you throughout your entire lifetime. I mean that you yeah. you left you left school over the head of it. I did. Um, yeah. We're now you know how many decades on, and as you say, like you're still you know going for. Well, getting help and assistance as a result of it, like so, it's absolutely incredible to think that in 2022 that we have children going through first year in school and parents who find themselves in the situation that they they don't know what to do. Like it's it's just it's absolutely unbelievable. And like you, you know, you, yeah. you, you be, like I don't know how many times I will get texts in from people who talk about oh, this policy. There's such and such non bullying policy. There's such and such a protocol in place. There's all of yeah. this, but the reality is that this is still with you today fallen in deaf ears. I've done all those kind of situations, got on all these texts, all these numbers, the whole lot. <laughs> I just fallen in deaf ears. People just don't want to know. And some people turn around to me and say, oh, that happened too long ago. You should have dealt with it then. It's now gone out of position. You can't prove it. But regardless whether I can prove it or not, I'm still suffering today. And I see other people out there still suffering. You can hear it there on the radio, but the other people that have the other call that's coming in. There's more and more, Kieran. I should say, and John, yeah. you're still with us as well. There's, you know, I'm just looking at it here in front of me, and this, there's more and more emails, you know, coming in with just really, really, really similar stories yeah. um, from people. I, I mean, like, I, I don't know who we we talk to or who we get on to about it. Or I mean, how can there be a situation that in thirty, forty years down the line that that nothing nothing has changed? But you're still going for um, assistance and and support. Yes, Kieran. Treatment, now, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you find it has it has it helped to like you know? Have you found that things have improved for you yourself in the last number of years? In a way, I have, but another way, then one of the the job I'm I'm in at the moment is I'm there over twenty years, and one of the so-called bullies um, is below, and he's sat in the last few years, and I kind of have to face him. No, I can't change his lifestyle. I can't turn around the walk and say, look. Give it to him. He's called me problems for that, you know, years ago. Mm. The man's entitled to earn a living. The man is entitled to go out and do that. But it's just a thought of looking at him and knowing what he's done. It boils my blood and it gets me down and it gets, you know, it's just, it's not right. Like, and it's Absolutely. all because of that treatment that wasn't looked after on the day. The situation that, we shouldn't, that should have been dealt with was not dealt with. It was rushed under the carpet and ignored, you know. Kieran, thank you for, for joining us. And yeah. for, for sharing your story with us, because I know it's it's incredibly difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. So I, I do appreciate it. I know our texters um, are all getting in touch to say that they're, you know, they're thinking of you. They just can't believe that even, you know, this, this far on, nothing really seems to have changed. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We've been talking, though, about bullying. Tracy got in touch. Tracy, why did you get in contact? Um, well, <clears throat> just with regards to, I suppose, additional needs in school, I have uh, a daughter with complex needs. I have a son with ADHD, and I'm actually an adult with ADHD. So um, I suppose we're very much pushing towards the whole idea of inclusion in education, which is great um, in the ideal world. But my problem with inclusion is that we're getting the children with additional needs support in school, but we're not supporting the other people in school. So we're not supporting the other pupils and the teachers. 
So there's ignorance around the lack of education as well. So we're we're throwing this into the mix and we're not supporting other people in awareness or, you know, the difference. Um, and that, I think, is creating the problem. What do you it's, mean, Tracy? You know, Sorry, just to give me okay, an example. Okay, so I have a daughter with complex needs who's going to go to school in a few weeks with her brother. They've built on an addition in these classrooms, which is fantastic. Noah has ADHD, so he would often be seen as being the bold child, as I would have grown up. But, you know, the thing around neurodiversity is it comes with many, you know, characters and, and different ways of expressing mm. yourself. And people aren't always aware that okay, that's the yeah. reason why you express yourself in that manner, because you're neurodiverse. So for other people to understand, they have to be educated. So if there's people with additional needs in a classroom, they're going to be seen as, you know, okay, you could put labels on it, you know, or, you know, the weirdo, or he's quiet, or he's bold, or he's this or the other. But people don't understand neurodiversity because there's no education really what do you there think, about what it. What do you think would help then, I suppose? And, you know, how could we better inform well, I people in class? Firstly, the other children in the classroom, the pupils, primary, secondary school, they need to be made aware of differences. And I know some people, you know, they're too young to understand. But if you grow up with it, and inclusion starts from the ground up, you're going to educate actually your parents as well. And you're going to create a society where people understand neurodiversity because we're all still very much in education, all about the typical. Everybody's educated the same. And, you know, it's, all, it's never about, you know, supporting your weaknesses. It's about their strength. And, you know, your weakness is always kind of seen as a bad thing or a child with neurodiversity, you know, they're, they're not considered the typical. And and that's the problem. You're, you're creating this inclusion in education, but you're not including everybody in okay. it. So it's great getting the person with the additional needs included in education, but you're leaving everybody else out. So how can that system work when other people don't understand neurodiversity or how to support mm. that person in the classroom or how to be friends with them or how to understand their differences? Okay. So that in itself will create a problem. Yeah. And some people can act in that manner because they're uncomfortable and they don't know how to be around that person. So, you know, you might see somebody else laughing at them. So you just join in because you don't want to be seen as being different. And I think that's actually creating a bigger problem. Inclusion is fantastic. Mm. The idea is fantastic. But we're actually going to fail if we don't Better support education. everybody okay. else Listen, in making inclusion. Yeah. No, Tracy, th- thank you for, for sharing that with us today um, on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.